What's up, tribe? This is Coach Nadine. I'm going to be going over your group class programming for the week of July 11th through July 16th. So let's just jump right in. Monday, July 11th, we have our endurance-based workout for the week. So we are going to be doing an alternating every four minutes for 24 minutes. So it's going to be a total of six rounds. On the odd rounds, you are going to rotate through 10 rotational plate ground to overheads, eight push-up to slider pike-ups, and six chin-ups. So four minute window and you're gonna go through those three movements as many times as you can. When that four minute window is up, you are gonna stop where you are. And then on that next four minute window, you are gonna go right into a 600 meter run. When you return from the run, whatever time is left of the four minute window, you get to rest. Next four minute window, so this is going to be round three. You're gonna pick up where you left off on the three movements and then you're gonna keep rotating through them as many times as you can within that four minute window. Next four minute window, you're gonna go back into that 600 meter run and then rest the time remaining. And then you're gonna repeat that for one more round. So with these 10 rotational plate ground to overhead, so again, these are the odd rounds, you're doing 10 rotational plate ground to overheads, eight push up to slider pike ups and six chin ups. So those rotational plate ground to overheads, they're very similar to a regular plate ground to overhead where you touch down with the bottom of the plate on the ground and then you rotate and punch up overhead all in one motion the only difference is that instead of touching down right in front of you you're going to rotate to one side so you're touching down outside of the foot you're going to punch or rotate the plate and punch up overhead so the plate is now straight up overhead and then when you bring it back down you're going to rotate to the other side and that's going to be two reps when you finish it and punch up overhead so 10 of those it'll end up being five on each side but we're going to get a little bit of oblique action kind of kicking in by getting that rotation down toward the ground um, with those eight push-up to slider pike ups you are going to have your feet on sliders and then you are going to do a push-up when you lock it out at the top of the push-up. You are then going, going to go into a pike up where you're trying to bring the feet up toward the hands. When you lower back down and you come back down to the top of that plank or push-up position, that is gonna be one rep and you're gonna go back into the push-up. We can also modify this to a slider to a slider tuck up. So if you're unable to keep the legs straight and bring them up with control and back down with control, then we can go into a tuck up where you perform a push-up and then you're just going into a knee tuck your feet are still on sliders but you're bringing the knees into about 90 degrees and then extending them back out if we need to we can drop the push-up down to the knees and then when we go into the slider pike up or the tuck up then we'll just bring the knees up off the ground so you're at the top of a plank position and then you'll go into the pike up or the slider or the tuck up and then we are finishing up the three movements with with six chin-ups. So palms are going to be facing toward you on the chin-ups. I want these to be as strict as you can. So we're not trying to get like a, like a kip or like flailing around with the body. There's only six of them. So they should be fairly challenging, but you should be able to do them either unbroken or in um, sets of three. So either three, three like that as you start to get tired. Um, you're not going, four minutes really isn't a long time to be moving. So you want to be able to move through them pretty well and not be getting hung up on them by having to do twos or singles or anything like that. So scale it in a way where in the beginning you can go unbroken and then as you burn out, you're really only gonna have to break it up maybe once and that rest could be pretty short. So on those even rounds with the 600 meter run, if we can't run, it can obviously be scaled to a bike or a rower, but that 600 meter run should be taking around 
245 to 315 at most. So it's a little bit longer than a 400, but shorter than an 800. So we don't want it taking up like around three and a half or four minutes on that. Um, if the 600 meter run is going to take you longer than 315, then I would highly consider dropping it down to a 500 or even a 400 meter run, just so you are able to stay moving and you do have that little bit of rest at the end of the four minute window. We wanna be able to push the run, um, but and, by, and when I say push the run, you wanna push it so then when you come in, you do get a little bit of rest. We don't wanna be going super, super slow and then not get any rest at all. So um, modify that distance down just a little bit if you need to. When we finish that up, we're just gonna go into a little bit of an active cool down. So this is a pretty long workout, so we're not gonna drill you guys with a lot of other stuff after that. So we're, ma we're basically just focusing on smashing out the calves, getting some movement in the hips, and then some movement in the spine. So we're gonna set the clock on a one minute work period, 15 second transition period, but you don't need to treat it like it's an actual workout or anything like that. So on the first two, um, on the first two intervals, so you're gonna have, um, one minute to do a movement or a stretch, and then you'll have 15, 15 seconds to transition to the next one. So on the first one, we're gonna go into a kettlebell calf smash on one leg. So you'll have one minute to kind of work through that, and we'll explain kind of the different ways that we wanna be going about smashing out the calves when, when you guys are in class. But you're gonna spend one minute on one leg, 15 second transition, you're gonna go over to the other leg, same thing. And then on that third round, you're gonna go into some alternating hip swivels. So this is very similar to our sunrise hip drives, um, but we're not gonna go into the hip drive. So we're gonna start with the knees bent and the feet out in front so the heels are on the ground and you're just going to be dropping the knees side to side. You can get a little bit of a lean back and support yourself with your hands behind you, but what we're focusing on here is just getting some movement in the hips and going through internal and external rotation of the hips. So we're gonna do that for a minute and then you'll have 15 seconds to, to transition and then we'll finish up with some alternating supine scorpion. So that's where you're going to be laying on your back. Arms are gonna be extended out to the side. You're going to bring one leg up so the leg is going to stay straight you're going to raise it up rotate it across the body so the foot touches the ground or comes close to the ground then keeping that leg straight you're going to bring it back up to the top and then lower it back down and go to the other leg so you're just going to work through that at your own pace for a minute so just getting like i said just some active movement in the body getting some blood flow just working out anything that might be tight or a little bit more taxed from the running or um just any of the movements from the workout all right, moving on to Tuesday. This is July 12th. So we have a more steady state, not really steady state, but more of just a steady pace workout. So um, for this one, we are gonna do six rounds and you're gonna be rotating through 12 alternating single leg squats, 16 double kettlebell sumo deadlifts, and then eight hanging knees to chest at a one, two, one, one tempo. So with those single leg squats it's going to end up being six on each leg because you are alternating and there's a bunch of different ways that we can go about modifying this um and we'll go over all of them in class but i would highly recommend kind of trying out doing this to a box or something like that first if that feels pretty good and you're able to stabilize pretty well we can go ahead and lower the box down or grab a med ball or we can also support yourself by holding onto a band up on the pull-up bar. I'm a big fan of that variation. The thing with a single leg squat is in order to be able to do it unassisted, it 
requires a lot of ankle mobility and that's usually the limiting factor a lot of people it's not necessarily your leg strength that is the limiting factor it's going to be if your ankle allows you to be able to get into that position so when you get into a single leg squat your knee is pushed really far over your toe and if you're unable to push the knee over the toe if your ankle doesn't allow that or if you start bringing the heel up and you end up being like super high up on your toes it's not really what we want and like I said, that's usually the limiting factor. So I would start with by, by doing this to a box because that's going to not require as much ankle mobility. And then we can kind of work our way down lower and lower to the ground and kind of see where we are and see kind of where our sticking point is in the movement. If the stability is more of an issue where you're doing it to the box and you're on one leg and it's just really tough to stabilize on one leg, then we can modify this to a B stand squat where the feet are kind of in a kickstand and the working leg is going to be the leg that's behind and closest to a box. I would do this on a box. Um, and then the leg that is supporting you is in front with the heel on the ground. So you would basically sit down to a med ball or a bench and then come back up. So you're focusing on the leg that is closest to the med ball or the, bo or the box. And by doing the staggered stance is just helping to um, really isolate that single leg, that one leg at a time. And that would be the modification for the single leg squats. Um, when we finish that up, those double kettlebell sumo deadlifts. So you are gonna have two kettlebells, you're one in each hand, and you're gonna have them in front of the body. Um, with that sumo deadlift, the feet are going to be pretty wide. So the way that I usually go about kind of finding your sumo stance is if you stand in your regular deadlift or squat stance, take a step out with each foot, and then the feet are gonna be slightly pointed out. And then you're gonna be holding kettlebells in front of the body. When we go into more of a sumo deadlift, this is the position that we wanna be in is much closer to a squat position than a typical deadlift position. So we don't really wanna be focusing on pushing the hips back and hinging like we do in a regular deadlift. We wanna focus more on kind of dropping the hips straight down and then bringing them straight up while keeping that chest up as well. It's only called a deadlift because you're picking something up off the ground, but the position is gonna be much more similar to a squat position. So that's really what I want you guys to focus on. So you'll have the two kettlebells on the ground, you'll set up the feet, and then when you come down to the ground, you're going to drop the hips straight down, keep the chest up, keeping the shoulder blades pinched back, and then you're going to stand that up all the way, locking the legs out at the top, squeezing the glutes, and then lowering that back down, and that will be one rep on that. The sumo deadlift really targets the inside of the legs a lot more than a regular deadlift or, or like a regular squat, so that's kind of what we're really trying to target um, with this movement. You'll also get a little bit more activation in your glute meat, so this is gonna be more of the lateral and outer part of the glute. Um, so that's really the focus with this movement where you should really be feeling the muscle activation. The last movement that we have in the circuit is just a hanging knees to chest at a one, two, one, one tempo. So that is gonna be hanging from the bar, a one second raise with the legs, two second hold with the knees at 90, and then you're controlling it all the way back down to full extension. If those knees to chest feel pretty good and you're pretty comfortable with that movement and you're able to do it well, um, then we can go ahead and try and progress that movement today. So the progression for this would be six hanging knees to chest to a leg, to an L-sit leg extension. So what that is going to look like is you are going to be hanging from the bar. You're going to raise the knees up to 90 degrees, hold there for a second. So the knees should be up at 90 degrees, you're gonna hold there, extend both legs out, so they're fully extended, toes pointed, legs locked out, 
And then from there, you are going to lower them down nice, slow, and controlled to full extension. And then again, when we go to full extension, we want to try and keep the toes slightly in front of the upright just so we are maintaining tension on the core the entire time. So that would be one rep. So again, you would be hanging from the bar, bring the knees up into that knees to chest, and then instead of lowering them down, you are going to extend them straight out. So both legs extend at the same time, squeezing the quads, pointing the toes, and then nice, slow, and controlled, you're lowering them all the way back down to full extension. So again, that would be the progression from eight hanging knees to chest. And again, there would be six reps of the progression. And there is going to be 12 minute time cap on this workout. So again, six rounds, 12 alternating single leg squats, 16 double dumbbell or double kettlebell sumo deadlifts, and eight hanging knees to chest or six hanging knees to chest to an L-sit leg extension with a 12 minute time cap. When we finish that up, we are gonna go into week five of our goblet squat and kettlebell swing progression. We are sticking with two sets of this again this week just because this workout is so leg heavy. Um, so it's just two sets of a one minute max rep kettlebell goblet squat at a 2-2 X1 tempo. Just to review, that is two seconds down, two second pause at the top, or two, two second pause at the bottom, explode up, and then a one second pause at the top. If you have felt pretty good with the kettlebell weight that you've been using the last few weeks, you can go ahead and increase that weight today if you want to, um, but you don't have to on that. The focus is more just getting those good quality reps in. Um, once you finish up that one minute of kettlebell goblet squats, there's no rest and you're going right into a max unbroken set of Russian kettlebell swings. Rest two minutes in between your sets or until full recovery if you need a little bit longer um, before you go into that next set. Um, there is going to also be an optional cool down for the, quad and the, for the quads and the psoas just because there is so much leg work in today's workout. So if we have time or if you want to stay and do the cool down, it's just going to be one set of for each side lunge wagon wheels, 60 seconds each side of a half frog stretch, and then 60 seconds each side of a couch stretch. And we'll go over all of that in class too if, if you guys want to do that as well. All right, moving on to Wednesday. This is July 13th. So we're going to have our sprinty workout for the week. This is a little bit different than the sprint workouts that we've been doing the last few weeks. So there are kind of two parts to this workout. So part one is going to be an every minute on the minute for six minutes, and it's a total of three sets. So minute one, you are going to do 12 heavy ball slams, whatever time is left of the minute you get to rest. And minute two, you are going to do 12 feet elevated plank plate step ups. I feel like it's a tongue twister. Um, 12 feet elevated plank plate step ups and then whatever time is left you get to rest. That third minute you're going to go back into those 12 heavy ball slams. Minute four, 12 feet elevated plank plate step ups and then you'll go through that one more time. Once we finish up that last set of plank plate step ups, you are going to rest one minute and then we are going to go right into an every two minutes for 12 minutes you are going to do a 100 meter sprint at 100% max effort and then rest whatever time is left of the two minute window. So again, every two minutes, so it's just gonna be a two minute window. At the top of the two minutes, you are going to do a 100 meter sprint. So if we're running, we're going to be running out the big bay door, up onto the road, and then all the way to the mailboxes where the 200 meter mark is. So that's gonna be 100 meters out. Once you get to the mailboxes, you can rest, you can walk back in, you can take your time because you're going to have the rest of the two-minute window 
um, to cool off a little bit and let that heart rate slow down. So because there is not a movement like directly before or directly after the sprint, we want you to push that pace as fast as you possibly can. So this is a workout. The sprint specifically, you should be blowing your brains out on that. Not to the point that you're hurting yourself or anything like that, but you should be actually blowing your eyeballs out on this part of the workout. Um, and that's why we don't have anything before or after so you guys can push your true max effort sprint pace on that. Um, if you cannot sprint, you can't run, then I would highly recommend jumping on a bike and that would be a 300 meter bike sprint. And again, blow your eyeballs out on the bike. Um, if you look up like videos and stuff of people doing assault bike sprints, you can see how people actually get their full body into that bike sprint. And that's kind of what I want you guys to try and do. I call it the headless horseman. Maybe don't go that far away where you're like flailing your head or that far to it where you're flailing your head around and everything like that and you're losing control of it. But I want you guys to really, really push on that if you're on the bike as well. If there's not enough bikes left, um, then we can definitely go in a rower, but you're gonna get more of that sprint stimulus from the bike than, than you will from the rower. When we finish that up, we are gonna go into week five of our dumbbell Z press and ring row progression. So three sets of 10 unbroken dumbbell Z presses, no rest. You're gonna go right into 10 unbroken ring rows and then rest 45 seconds in between your sets. So same thing we've been doing the last few weeks. We have just dropped the reps down by two this week. So ideally, if you can go up and wait, that would be the goal. So if you were someone that you weren't able to go up and wait from 15 reps to 12 reps, then you can probably try and go up and wait this time for 10 reps. Um, even if you have to start, um, even if you start a little bit heavier on that first set and then you have to go down on the second or third set, I want you guys to try and go a little bit heavier and push that weight a little bit more and get more of that strength stimulus kicking in. Um, and then go down if you have to, to be able to maintain the quality of the movements or the unbroken reps. With the ring rows, the goal would be to get a little bit lower underneath the rings. And I, and again, we do want the rings to actually touch the chest every single rep and then control the arms to full extension every single rep. So those are kind of your movement standards on that. All right. Moving on to Thursday, this is July 14th. So we have more of an explosive power-based workout for today. So it's gonna be five rounds, each for individual times. You are doing nine barbell deadlifts into six barbell hang cleans to an overhead, 18 lateral hops over the barbell, back into six barbell hang cleans to overhead, and then nine barbell deadlifts. Once you finish up that last set of barbell deadlifts, you're gonna take a look at the clock, rest two minutes, and then you're going to repeat that for another four sets. So it's gonna be five total sets of that. You wanna try and complete your rounds in about a minute 50 to 2.15. So you wanna be pushing the pace, but it's probably not gonna be a max effort sprint pace just because it is a little bit longer than what we can maintain for a true, true sprint. But you wanna try and do those deadlifts and hang cleans to overhead all unbroken as an unbroken complex. So on that ninth barbell deadlift, you are going into that hang, so that's right above the knee, going into that clean, and then from there, you can go into a strict press, push press, you can do a jerk if you're comfortable with that too, um, and you're gonna do six of those. So again, clean, when it comes up to the shoulders, you're gonna bring it up overhead, bring it back down to the shoulders, and then you're gonna lower it back down to the hang and go into your next rep. With those 18 lateral hops over the barbell, so you're gonna be Again, like it says, lateral to the barbell, hopping side to side. If you're someone that doesn't feel comfortable hopping over the barbell, then we can grab like a dumbbell or a light or a lower object, or we can even just get a band and kind of 
put it all together in like a line and put it down on the ground and then you can hop over that. So I do want you guys hopping over something just because if we don't have anything to clear, we can very easily kind of get lazy on it and just kind of like shuffle the feet side to side. But I do want you guys to get a little bit more height on that jump. So we're really kicking in the calves and kicking in that explosive movement um, with the legs. All right, and there is gonna be a 20 minute time cap on this. So you have 20 minutes to try and complete all five rounds with the two minute rest in there. Um, if we don't complete all five rounds, then the goal would be to either at least get into that fifth round or get through four rounds of this. If you are on that fifth round and that 20 minute time cap goes off, I would say try and finish the, the round unless you're really smoked and you're like, I'm done with this. And then, then you can stop obviously because the 20 minutes went off, but there is gonna be a 20 minute time cap on that. If you do not feel comfortable with a barbell, these can very easily be scaled to dumbbells, kettlebells, slam ball, anything you want for that. But I would say whatever piece of equipment you pick, you should stay with that same piece of equipment for all of the movements. So we don't wanna be doing like a barbell deadlift and then grabbing dumbbells to do the cleans because we want to try and do the deadlifts and the clean to overhead as one unbroken complex without having to put the weight down. So whatever piece of equipment you choose, I want you to stick with for all of the movements. All right, when we finish that up, we are gonna go into week five of our yoga block plank hold progression. So we're changing it up a little bit this week. Um, and I think this is gonna be probably a little bit better for everyone to be able to make some progress with this. So before we were having you guys start off with a really long hold and a lot of people, most people, probably 99% of people couldn't hold for the entire two minutes. So what we're gonna do this week instead is we are gonna start with four rounds and we're gonna do a one minute plank hold and a one minute rest. And you're gonna do that four times. So instead of having to hold for the two minutes, that first one, we're gonna try and hold for one minute. And a lot of people were able to hold for a full minute or get close to it. So with this, at least on that first round, we want you to try and go for an unbroken plank hold and really fight for that position. And then you'll get that full minute to recover on that. All right, moving on to Friday. This is July 15th. So we have more of a steady pace type of workout today. So it's gonna be four minutes on, one minute off for a total of three rounds. And you're gonna be rotating through 12 kettlebell goblet hold reverse lunges. It is gonna be all six on one leg, all six on the other leg. So you are not alternating with this. And then you're gonna go into 14 alternating kettlebell gorilla rows and then 16 or eight each side, kettlebell Turkish setups. So you're gonna rotate through that as many times as you can within the four minute window. You are going to rest one minute and then you're gonna pick up where you left off on that next round. So the kettlebell goblet hold reverse lunge, you're just gonna be holding a kettlebell right up at the chest and you are stepping back, really focusing on leading with that back knee, straight down, straight up, keeping that glute squeezed and the chest up on that. If you are someone that is really strong with lunges, they don't really feel too difficult for you anymore, then we can go ahead and progress that into a deficit reverse lunge. So again, it is still six on one, six on the other. We're not alternating, but if you're gonna go into a deficit, you are just gonna elevate the feet up on like a 45 pound plate or a low box. And then when you step back, you're going to, again, still lead with that back knee. So nothing changes with that position. We're just bringing the knee a little bit lower down because we do have that front foot elevated up. So it just creates a deficit and just a little bit more difficulty and muscle activation in the lunge. If you're someone that you still have trouble maintaining the full range of motion and 
instability of the movement, then don't progress this movement. Just stick with a regular reverse lunge because that's how you're going to get better. Once you perfect that, then we can go ahead and progress that up. With those alternating kettlebell gorilla rows, we did this one a few weeks ago if you guys were here for it, but just to review, you were gonna have a kettlebell in each hand and you're gonna be in a bent over position. So ideally when you go into the bent over position, you want that back or the torso to be as close to parallel to the floor as you possibly can. Um, and if we can have the kettlebells touching the ground, then that would be obviously ideal. I'm talking about like the perfect like ideal position for a kettlebell gorilla row. Now, a lot of us don't have the, the mobility necessarily of the um, hamstrings or the flexibility of the hamstrings or the back to be able to get into that fully bent over position with the kettlebells touching the ground. So we can also just come up just a little bit so the back is on a little bit of an angle and the kettlebells are up off of the ground. And just really focusing on maintaining the core, you are going to do a row with one arm, so a bent over row with one arm while you're still holding that other kettlebell with the other arm in front. When you finish up that row, you're gonna lower it back down with control. Once you fully extend that arm, you're gonna go into a row with the other arm and then lower that back down. And again, you're going to be doing 14 alternating and it is gonna be end up being seven on each arm. For those kettlebell Turkish sit-ups, so this is basically the beginning part of a Turkish get-up. We're just not going to go into the actual like post or lunge or anything like that. So you're going to be in the bottom or beginning part of a Turkish or of a Turkish getup where you're going to have one arm extended up overhead and that same knee is going to be bent. The other arm is going to be out to the side at about 45 degrees. So when you go into that, you're going to roll over onto the elbow, come up and post onto the hand. So you're going to roll onto the elbow, push up onto the hand. And then from there, you're going to roll back down onto the elbow and then back to the ground. So when you come up onto the hand, you should basically be seated in like an almost like upright position with that kettlebell up overhead. And then you're gonna roll back down to the elbow and then back down to the ground is that, that is gonna be one rep. So you're gonna do all eight on one, all eight on the other, and then you're gonna go back into the kettlebell goblet hold reverse lunges. So this is all written for a kettlebell. If we don't have the weight that you need in a kettlebell, you can 100% use a dumbbell, that is totally fine. When we finish that up, we are going to go into week five of our strict pull-up and push-up progression. So it's going to be every two minutes for a total of 12 minutes, so three sets each. On intervals one, three, and five, you are going to do a max unbroken set of push-ups, and intervals two, four, and six, you are doing a max unbroken set of strict pull-ups. So again, the movement um, standards for this one with those push-ups, the goal is that we're getting that chest all the way to the ground, the hips are not touching the ground, and then when we press all the way up the elbows are locking out at the top and we're getting a little bit of that scap protractions that scap rounding at the top to help kick in that serratus muscle again that really helps with just pec activation and overall strength with that um, with the pull-ups we are again starting from a dead hang when you pull up you're getting that chin all the way over the bar and then controlling yourself back down to that dead hang so when you pull up to get the chin over the bar we want minimal cranking with the neck so we don't want to be straining and really trying to reach with the neck to be able to get that chin over you want to be able to pull yourself up and basically have that chin pretty much sitting on the pull-up bar and then we want to keep these as strict as possible too so we're not trying to flail or kick or anything like that that's not a strict pull-up guys so don't do that um and again these are all unbroken sets so it's just one set as many reps as you can do once that position really really starts to go where you fail on that set and you stop then you are all done with that set and you can rest um before you begin that next one 
All right, moving on to Saturday, July 16th. So this is our last day of the week. So we are gonna do more of a power explosive-based workout today. So we have an every an alternating every two minutes for 16 minutes. So it's gonna be a total of four sets. On the odd rounds, you are gonna do six burpee box jumps and then 12 kettlebell squat cleans. When you finish up the six burpee box jumps and the kettlebell squat cleans, then you get to rest the remainder of the two minutes. That should be taking around a minute, I would say. On the next interval, so on the even intervals, you are gonna do 10 by 200 meter shuttle sprints, or 10 by 20 meter shuttle sprints, not 200 meters, 10 by 20 meter shuttle sprints. It'll it'll equate to 200 meters, um, but the focus on this is that we're trying to explode and then stop quickly and then explode and then change directions fast. So that's the goal on the shuttle sprints. When you finish that up, you get to rest the remainder of the two minutes and then you're gonna go back into the odd round of those six burpee box jumps and 12 kettlebell squat cleans. So again, like I said, each round should be taking around a minute. So I would say 50 seconds on the faster side and then about a minute 15 um, would be the longest that we really want to be taking on that. If we can't um, complete the sets in a minute 15 or less, then I would definitely recommend cutting down the reps. So cutting down whatever is really kind of holding you up. So maybe that might be the burpee box jumps um, or maybe it's the shuttle sprints. We need to cut down the reps of that. But if it is taking you a little bit longer, then just cut that down just so we can keep that intensity high um, and maintain that stimulus for the workout. With the burpee box jumps, if you're someone that has trouble doing a burpee all the way to the floor, do any type of shoulder issues, back issues, anything like that, um, then we can do a down up. Or if you're someone where the burpee just really kind of just like, just really kind of pulls you back just because you're not able to go down and up fast, then we can definitely cut down those reps as well, um, just so you are able to maintain the, the intensity of that. All right, when we finish that up, we are gonna go into week five of our barbell hold progression. So last week we did a minute and a half hold, minute and a half rest for two sets. This week we are gonna do a two minute hold and then a minute and a half rest for two sets. So if last week you, you were able to hold for the minute and a half um, pretty well, or you were able to go a minute and a half unbroken, at least on that first set, then you can go ahead and increase weight this week if you want to, or if you want to do that first set and try it out with the same weight that you used last week, and then go a little bit heavier for that second set, you could do that as well. But um, the goal would be to try and hold for the full two minutes unbroken. It should feel tough on that last at least 30 seconds. If you're really not um, struggling really at all with the grip portion of this, then you can definitely go up and wait. So like I said, you should be feeling like the forearms are really kind of screaming, not bad, but just the forearms are getting tired um, on that or your grip is really starting to slip. So that's what you should kind of be feeling go on this um, and what you should be kind of struggling with or really focusing on the most. Couple things to focus on as well, as far as your position with that barbell hold. So again, you're gonna deadlift it up from the floor and we're just holding it in front. So we don't just wanna be chilling out like with the legs bent and the core not engaged because if we're holding like that with the weight in front of us, there is a chance that it can aggravate the back. Um, so while you are holding, wanna focus on keeping those shoulder blades pinched back and down, that core crunched down and then squeezing the glutes and locking out the legs. That's gonna keep you in a tight position and it's gonna help you to prevent that positional breakdown um, that can happen as you start to get fatigued. All right, guys, that is all we have for you this week. If you have any questions, please feel free to ask Andrew or I, and we can't wait to see you guys in classes.